Welcome to the Deal Show. We are back with another episode. Today it's just me and Troy talking about Divergent. Um, hey, Troy, start on that because he's actually the one who introduced me to yeah. this story. Actually, the interesting thing is is that um, we all just kind of got into the Hunger Games. And I was, I think I was, I was on Amazon. I know I was on Amazon. But I think I was uh, maybe adding the books to like my wish list or something. Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, Amazon has a recommendations thing. And one of the books that it recommended to me was Insurgent. And so I go to the Insurgent page on there just to kind of see what it's about. And it was one of those ones that Amazon actually posted the book trailer for. Yeah. And so I watched the book trailer. Like, and it was obviously, like, shot in, like, two small scenes. <laughs> but, like, it was pretty intense. And I was like, okay, this is pretty fascinating. So I wanted to look up more into it. Of course, it was a two-parter at the time. And it sounded really interesting. So that following weekend, we went to a bookstore, and I saw them, and I was like, I'm getting both of those. And it's funny, because my wife also was a Hunger Games reader. She kind of scoffed at me, because like, she just looked at the cover, and she's like, it's a Hunger Games ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. It's, it, it recommended to me. It sounds pretty good, so I'm getting them. Yeah. She actually ended up reading them before me, um, and then she was like, you've got to read them. <laughs> so I finally did. And of course, I fell in love. Like the writing is just great. Like it, yeah. as a English major in a you know self-proclaimed one day to be a writer myself, the writing is just great. Like as soon as I finished them, I just I poured out ideas. Like I poured like three pages of a story out of like the fall, the night after I finished a version. It was it was great. Yeah. And then Insurgent was just as good, if not better, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Yeah. So I tried to convince. Dill to read them, and he was actually not having it for a while. Yeah, I was hesitant. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, before we get any further, I just remember this is going to be spoilery, very spoilery books and movies. Oh yeah. So movies have been out for two or three months, about two months, one month. Yeah, I came out with March. Yeah. March twenty third. That was early. March fourteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not right. And the books have been out for a year, so yeah, spoiler, you have been warned. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm like you. I went to Walmart one day long before you, you read them, and I saw Divergent, and I just, I didn't look at it. I didn't do anything. Like, eh, Hunger Games. So they had that that that, that yeah. cover. So cover. I'm like, it's eh. all colorful. Like, it has uh, a single logo yeah. in the middle. So yeah. I just saw that. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. So I kept going, and then you said something about it, a long time ago, and like, to me, it's like with books, especially like YA books, because they like comparing them to this mm-hmm. or that, and like. Being compared to the Hunger Games, I'm like, Hunger Games is good, but it's not great. So you're comparing something to something that's mediocre in a way. And I'm like, ah, eh, I'll, I'll, I'll pass. And then I'll, I'll, it's been a few months, two or three months, maybe longer than that. I've been just like, ah, screw it, I'll buy them. Actually, I had, no, I bought the book at some point, and I, and I was, and I had it in like a box. And I finally got out and read it. So at some point I bought the book. I don't know. It was a long period of time, like before I read it. And then I read it. I really loved it. I went out and bought Allegiant. I mean, uh, Insurgent. Read that a couple of days as well. And uh, and then we were on a waiting game for like the last book, <laughs> which is probably three or four months before. It was a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we we finished up Insurgent. Like, well, we got Insurgent, and Insurgent had been out for a few months. Yeah, because I got the collector's edition, which was like probably came out a year before Allegiant did. Or, mm-hmm. couple, I don't. Well, no, because they came out. I don't know how a lot of the book series works. I can't remember. But I mean, I feel like I remember finishing Insurgent, and then there was talk about oh, when's Allegiant come out. I feel like it was almost a year. Yeah. It was close to a year. If it, it wasn't a year, it was eight months, somewhere like that. I mean, it yeah. was like, oh, we got to wait for a while. For yeah, we out. do. Yeah. The <laughs> um, thing that got me is, like, with the first book, like, you can tell, like, the first couple of chapters, you're like, this is very Hunger Games. This does feel like Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you keep reading, and it just slowly goes away from Hunger Games. Like, the feel, just, it's more mature from the start. You know, you have... A, really a good cast of characters from the villains and the main people when um, it doesn't have that over the top love story that most YAs have mm-hmm. which really is the 
turn off point to me sometimes for a series. Yeah. So like you you go you you like Trish and Four and you know they're gonna get together. Like it's right off the bat you're like, well these are gonna get together. But uh it it didn't feel too over the top, too overdone, too like Oh, I just, I loved you my whole life, even though I've only met you two days ago. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I like how they did that, and really the whole theme, like just like a rebellion on top of utopian society, which is like you see like previous books, like The Giver and The Wrinkle in Time, like utopian society just never work. Mm-hmm. So um, I like the kind of like the theme of that. Uh, but yeah, and then it it just it, just, it didn't. For the most part, the overall theme didn't feel like it was a YA book, you know. So yeah. the elements of the character sometimes right. felt like YA. I feel like ultimately the, the entire point and the reason that it gets classified as YA is because, you know, the language stays simplistic. Yeah. We don't go into the hardcore, you know, verbs and yeah. things that are just not going to be on the average person's yeah. reading level to, to be able to fathom and everything yeah. like that. But um, it, it's really considered why simply because the fact that your main character is is young. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it seems like that. Oh, it's gonna be a YA book because it's got a teenager yeah. in it. Plus, also sometimes they make it YA because it was so like um, yeah the the book thief. It's an okay book in Australia. It's a adult book. Mm-hmm. They sold it over here as a young adult. If you ever read it, um, you'll probably like it for the writing because it doesn't write like a YA book because. A lot of times, it's I catch sometimes, you really catch it. Why has a tendency to not have the best writers? They have mis- mistakes all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, plot holes and grammar issues and whatnot. Sometimes you can overlook them like me, and sometimes I can't overlook them. And I know you catch a lot of them. So, like, I know the one that we talked about was The Darkest yeah, Minds. Yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, I actually pretty much enjoyed that book. Yeah. But some of the things were distractingly wrong. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, you're like, what, wait, what? Yeah. No, that, that, that word isn't right, or she just repeated herself, or something yeah. like that. But anyways. And, like, I noticed when um, I read um, Journey to Oz, which is a prequel novella to this book came out called Dorothy Must Die. It's a cool concept. Basically, it's Dorothy became a villain. She became the ruler of Oz, and over time became evil, corrupted, and then at this modern time, a new character was going to go in and stop Dorothy. It's a cool concept. I read the novella. They basically was trying to make Dorothy a villain. I didn't buy it. Like, it's just like, she was just over time just a poor little rich girl. She hated Anne and all them, so I didn't like the So, stuff like that, um, especially why it kind of throws us off. But with... Veronica Roth, uh, she did a good job of writing, and really, I can't remember any plot holes in that mo- in that whole series uh, at all. I mean, I'm sure that anybody that's uh, really wants to rip it apart, yeah, probably find something to point it yeah. out to us. I mean, the reality of it is, if, if I didn't love it so much, yeah, I could probably go back through and find something. I mean, the, the normal problem with anything that's dystopian and utopian, yeah. Especially when you put the two together like that, yeah, you're inevitably going to end up with some problems of how do you get from point A to point B. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure that some of the things like that exist, but like, yeah, you said it. Point on is it's just the writing is so good. Yeah, and one of the things that I feel like because we both really came immediately off the Hunger Games, yeah, into the Divergent trilogy, yeah. And so you are immediately struck by how much the Hunger Games suffers from that, here's your deadline, yeah. get it written type yeah. of thing. I mean, and I could be wrong, because maybe if, if, if Suzanne Collins said out right now, she's like, no, it's exactly how I meant it to be. Yeah. Then I would say, you know, unfortunately, I think you really fell short then. Yeah, exactly. What it really seems to me more like is that you had a deadline that was rushed and... You know, you gave us the best you could in that period of time, but like, so many things just feel rushed and unsettled, and mm-hmm. maybe even quickly thrown on, tacked on quickly as a sharp turn to the left just to t- throw us off because you're trying to do it quickly. But yeah, anyways, I didn't ever, I never got that feeling out of the Divergent trilogy. No, like the writing was always crisp. It was on point. I mean, there's a lot of 
fan reaction to yeah. it, obviously, and we'll yeah. get more into that in a minute. Yeah. But, like, not everybody necessarily thought that it went the way they wanted it to go, yeah. per se. But from a writing perspective, it's exactly what it needed to be. Exactly. It was yeah. on point. Like, exactly. There's a point at the beginning that we're unsure of, and by the end of it, we're sure of it. And that's exactly what the entire arc yeah. of the trilogy was supposed to be. Like, It has a true arc for the trilogy. It has a point at the beginning, in the middle, and the end, where it's trying to make this point where you're trying to figure out who she is to... She thinks she's this, but maybe she's that. Yeah. To I really am this. Yeah. And that's the point. Like that's why it works. That's yeah. why it's so. That's why the Hunger Games struggles because Katniss and the beginning and Katniss and the end are not the same person. No. No. Like Suzanne Collins allowed the rush of that trilogy, I yeah. guess, to get it out the door to get it to publish, allowed that to alter who Katniss was and that kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or allowed it, it altered Katniss's future. By forcing into a world that doesn't really fit with the character she had been portrayed as all the way up to that point. Yeah. So at least, like, Triss is true to the character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, talking about um, Insurgent, because normally, like, and especially, um, I hate doing this, but going back to the Hunger Games, yeah. well, really any trilogy in the YA world, like, you basically have the basic concept, book one is the uprising. You know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Book two is the building up to the final story, the conclusion, the the battle. And then book three is obviously the battle, the end of the story. With um, You you got that with book one. And then like book two, you get the same concept, but the tables have turned because the non-factions is the ones who are uprising mm-hmm. and then overthrew the people who was taken over in the first time. Yeah. And then it's a whole new, like, it just changed the entire story again. Because I, I, I kind of, I saw that was going to, saw you can kind of tell from, like, they she didn't have that, you know, like, they right. weren't. But yeah. the scene had done, like, it just felt like another complete story instead of just, like, like just 400 pages of a build-up, you know. Right, and that was beautiful. Yeah. So much more intense. Yeah. Than just having four hundred pages of build up. Yeah, and I mean it was all action, but it was just like it, it was, was. A, a complete story again. Which yeah. is you something you probably never get out of like a book two, which is that's normally the slump mm-hmm. of the series because like there's nothing happening really. Yeah, a series a special trilogy is usually like in the letter M. Yeah. It kind of builds up and then it dies. And yeah. Then it builds it back up and then it dies. Yeah. Kinda. And so like I mean I, it's it's a St. Louis Arch, brother. It, yeah. Because book two is all intense. Yeah, I think book two is better than the first one. I, I almost have to agree with you. It's like some of those twists you don't see coming and stuff. No. Oh, that's good. It's so good. Yeah, because I devoured book two quick. Mm-hmm. And what it got me is about Peter is like he's a character like over time like you love him, you hate him, you love him in the end. He's a shapeshifter. Yeah. In book two you kind of like him because he helped Trish, you know, stay alive. And then towards the end, like, him, like, wanting to take the serum because, like, he he doesn't want to be who he is, but he can't change it. So he just, I thought that that was a cool, yeah. cool story arc for him. And it's almost funny because, like, he's been, like, a shapeshifter the whole time because yeah. you don't know how good or how bad. I mean, yeah. he's pointed out to be, like, just evil, evil in yeah. the beginning. And then, like I said, by the time you get through two, like, you start to get, well, maybe he's not yeah. so bad. Yeah, and then it's almost it's 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 ironic that by the time that you get to the end in three that like he he does want the same yeah because it's like even himself he can't reconcile those two differences yeah yeah that's a fascinating concept yeah play it out yeah so of course that leads us directly into allegiant allegiant and I think that again there's eloquence yeah the way it's written there is. Yeah. A clear point. Like, I, she had an ending in mind. She had exactly what she wanted yeah. to do. And she did it. And she held Triss true yeah. the whole way. Like, exactly. That's, that's immediately the thing that I respect the most because so many of the others, they bend to whim and will. And she didn't. She had Triss. She knew who Triss was. And she built Triss. Basically, she knew from the entire time who Triss was. Yeah. And all that really happened is that through the course of the three books, is that Triss got to learn it too? Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so like it, it was powerful. But let me ask you this, because this is one of the things that I was kind of... I know that Veronica obviously had something about that on her blog, talking yeah. about it, but what do you think about the dual perspectives? Did it change anything for you? I, I didn't like it. Um, after, you know, reading the entire book... Well, when I was reading, I couldn't tell sometimes who was what. I was like, like who who am I reading? So mm-hmm. I couldn't tell the two personalities apart sometimes. Um, but I just feel like if she knew the story, how this was going to end, like if she could, I don't know, somehow like modify like the book series to where like it didn't have to change two perspectives because that was just like a weird thing. Like yeah. I'm being two perspectives now. So yeah, in the last installment, yeah, which obviously makes you think, more writing on the wall yeah. of, and then it was a whole lot of foreshadowing of like Trish is gonna die, yeah. So like you knew all the bad she was, which is I mean it's fitter character. I'm not saying she shouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. Um, I think only way she should have lived is if Caleb came in and saved her and he died in her place. Mm-hmm. That would have been I think the best way for her to live. Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah, it was it was it was it was weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't not like book three because of that, but just sometimes like I just couldn't. And I think a lot of people had that problem. You couldn't tell who was four and who yeah. was Trish. That's one problem that you have when you have a writer that has a really strong voice. Yeah. Because even though she's voicing a character and she's getting in the mind of this character to voice this character, yeah, is that your voice invariably shines through. Yeah. And so. She's writing as two different people, but she's one person writing yeah. two people, so yeah. it still all kind of sounds like yeah. that. I guess the one thing that I struggle with the most, and I actually, funny as it is, I actually have not read Free Four yeah. or any of the other four shorts, okay. which I'm, at this point I'm basically waiting for the hardback hard yeah. to come out yeah. for all four yeah. of them together and just buy that as a set, and then I'll just read through those. Yeah, I'm going to do that too. But... Um, the thing that threw me the most, I think, about the perspectives was getting inside of Four's head a little bit more. Yeah. Because one thing that immediately jumps out about Four through the first two books, he is Captain Toughness. Yeah. Like, he is... Oh, yeah. Like, you know that he has that soft side of him because obviously he loves her and he protects yeah. her. But, like... He he almost comes across as like whiny and questioning yeah, himself. I like that that too. In in the third book, and it it just kind of stands in contrast, like stark contrast to what you think of him. Yeah, exactly. I got the same thing because like, you know, he obviously broke down when he figured out he wasn't divergent. But like, you know, Trish points out really quick, like, you may not need a divergent, but you're not, you're not normal. Like you you can't. I mean, you can see through the test. You can your multiple factions. Like, like you know, you're not genetically divergent, but you're something else. And that just didn't get through his head. Yeah, I'm like you, and he was just whining the whole time. And uh, when I was him, I'm like, I want to get back to Trish. You know. Yeah. So. And the ironic part of it is, is that like one of the things, like, and it's funny because you know we, what we haven't mentioned about it is our buddy Devin. We got him to read him too. Actually, I think Dills and Walmart. Yeah, you know, he just stuck the, yeah. the books in his car. We was in the book section. I'm like, here, read this. <laughs> you hey. stuck them in his car and you bought him and he read them and he loves them like we do. He still hasn't read Legion yet, but anyways, I don't know why. Uh, one of the things, I know, I, I, I can't get. I, I haven't asked him yet either. I'm like, know. he had it since November. He had it when the book came out. Cause yeah. That week we went to a book signing and we left a copy for here for him because we were going to get one to get signed. So, but um, anyways, um, like. One of the things that's come up as a topic of conversation, especially with him, like he struggles a little bit with these female protagonists. Yeah. Because he has a hard time putting himself in those shoes yeah. knowing that it's, it's a female yeah. and he's not. And he's not yeah. going to feel the same things in the same way. And the thing that I find funny about it is that, like, I didn't have the same struggle as much yeah. with reading them because for some reason I related strongly with four. Yeah. And so, for some reason, it's like, when you're going through all the story with Triss, like, instead of just being in your head, like, you know, I'm Triss because I'm going doing these things, I really felt more like I was reading Triss's story, and, like, and I was, I was like, four that was, like, protective of her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. Because, like, yeah. 
the way that she has a vulnerability and the way that he's there for her, like, it just, it, I don't know. So then when you read Allegiant and you're actually finally getting in his head and he does seem to whine a lot, it's like, it doesn't fit with the, no. the mentality that I've been taking on to some, read these yeah, books. Some of the antics he did, like, trying to break into the labs or something without really knowing much about it. He's like, okay, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of his stuff, his actions really didn't fit, either. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, he's never really come across as the jealous type, yeah. per se, but he does... Like, he was jealous like, of they, Trish. They generally have some, like, lover's quarrel yeah. in Legion. He was, I don't know that that's part of overcoming, yeah. like, getting closer as a couple and, like, learning your boundaries and all this yeah. stuff. But, like, this is not in character. No, not at all. Now, I don't know, like, I think, like, with all that, she probably could have found a way to word it with just Trish's point of view without splitting it off. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, it's like, as much as, like, we're bashing Allegiant, like, it's still really good. Oh, yeah. But I just, I, I think it is the weakest of the three, but it's still, it's still really good, and it's a good ending. Like, it's a, it's a great ending. It, it has a noble ending. Yeah. You know, it's okay. not one of those... Happy ever after everybody is all yeah. peachy keen because yeah. that's not life and no. they're in the middle of a, a war really for yeah. the future of society. Yeah, like, you know they're gonna have to reshape the world. So, so that's what a lot of people hated was like I I read all the reviews at just because like on Amazon it got two and a half stars for a long time because like they a lot of people said like they wasted their life on the series when the character dies at the end like they just 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 hated the series because like why did I devote my time to have somebody die I'm like you know you're 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 reading a story you know you she's not writing to benefit you or right like like if like I said unless uh Caleb came to save her uh I wouldn't have liked if she lived like well, it, to be blowing honest with you if Caleb had come to save her, yeah, I feel like that wouldn't be true to Caleb's character. Yeah, I know that Caleb came from abnegation as yeah. well, and he still has some of that in yeah. him. Yeah, but early on, we see that like that's not who he no. wants to be. Like, no, he does it for the good of when he's in the society. Yeah. the second that he leaves, there, yeah, he's done with that. Yeah, that's just not him. So I was just thinking, like, yeah, it's not in his character, but like, you know, when she finally decided she was gonna go get herself killed to save the society. You know, Caleb said, I want to do it because, so you can, you can forgive me, which is, you know, what she, she don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thinking maybe, like at the time when she leaves, like he knows that she's turned on him in a way and then going to kill herself to save the world and I thought maybe at that time that might be his turning point. Yeah. But it it you know it it obviously wasn't. He just stayed there. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah, it's like and after all that stuff happened, which is sadly Veronica Roth had to do a blog explaining about it, which you know she was also worded perfectly. Yeah. But um she basically explained which is you know what we was talking about before and what we got during the reading it is like Trisha's whole purpose in life was to kind of figure out who she was because of why her parents sacrificed themselves for her. Mm-hmm. You know, she tried to kill herself many a times, you know, in like book two, she just tried to just let herself just die. Just herself in danger. Yeah. Just thinking this was a time to be sacrificed. Just thinking this, this is right. She could never get it. And then like at the very end of book three, you know, she finally got it. She's like, this is a sacrifice that you know, I'll, my parents would like, this is for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it was a great uh, story arc. <laughs> I know, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. I know, man, I have so to. Sad. It's like, I can't it's over and she's gone. Yeah. <sighs> I think there's going to be no more books in that series. I know. The only thing I can say is that I, to be the first, the first attempt I mean, man, Veronica Roth and that yeah. man. I, I can't wait to see her do more novels yeah. in the future. Because yeah. like, there's a short story of hers that's in Shards and Ashes. Yeah. And you can clearly tell that 
It's it's more of like a novel that's yeah. broken into pieces to make it's, a short story. Yeah, it's that, so that, you're missing yeah. one part of it in the It's soul. very choppy. Yeah. Fully that whole book was kind of cho- It was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like I really liked because I had a bunch of authors that I liked. It's yeah. all dystopian short stories. I'm not saying all of them was bad, but like, yeah, hers yeah. was the better of the story because like, basically, um, what was it like? You have a character and you choose to learn the song of death or life, mm-hmm. and you hear people's songs. You know if they're dying or they're living and stuff. And um, basically, at the end, well, I'm not, it, it's a good story you should read. But yeah, it, it did it did feel choppy by like jumping timelines. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, this is a week later. Yeah. So I would like to see that, which I know it never will, even be like a. Novella, like a yeah, fifty, like, sixty page novella. Like novella. I think it would be good. Yeah, like the the bottom line is that there is an art to writing a short story. Like, it's like poetry. Like with poetry, like writing a simple poem is way easier than writing a simple story. But writing a really good poem, powerful yeah. poem, that's going to move somebody, is a million times harder than writing a simple story. Yeah. A short story is very similar in in that sense that like you have to put so much more I'm not gonna say they're not putting thought into it, but like there you have to take into consideration all of the elements and every little thing and symbols and you have to condense this into a small almost like a single event. Yeah. Like it's almost like a single event that has to ha- be just rich with you know, symbolism and meaning and yeah. purpose and to make you think in a higher way. Yeah. And, like, all the short stories that are in Shards and Ashes, unfortunately, including Veronica's, yeah. very much seem like long stories that we didn't actually make a yeah. time before. We just, we broke it down to be 20 pages for you so that you can yeah. have it as a short story. So even with uh, Free Four, and I read the first, they only released one of those stories, I think it was The Initiative. It's basically, they call it a short story, but it's just a segment inside the divide, the the divergent world. So, technically, that's not a short story either. Which right. I ca- came to find out later on that really, uh, not taking anything away from it, the four stories, like her first draft was actually through four's perspective. And from knowing that, you know, interviews and what she's talking about, like, basically the four sh- short stories are the draft forms of the original script Mm -hmm. because like the first one you get four with the knife scene him throwing at Trish realizing then that's when he he liked her Mm -hmm. and the initiative was like the um his hair being cut by um Marcus Marcus. is like a very like aggressive like abusive haircut and whatnot Mm -hmm. him changing factions that was what the initiative is and um I don't know the summary of the other three but um, they're going to be released, I think, in a month or so. So yeah. I'm probably going to buy them anyway, just to have yeah. that. And so, I'm going to have that complete Yeah, set. and on Amazon, the hardback's only like 12 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy them anyway. I'm going to read them. But, I mean, knowing that they're basically the first draft, is kind of, I don't want to say like it's a disappointment, but it's like, it just feels like, you know, two or three years old work, just like, here you go. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm still interested be different if it was like a little small sequel like what's happening now when four you know now yeah after because you had Trish's dead really and moving on that would have been really cool having like mm-hmm. a, a few short stories of four moving on you know developing a whole new world and their system that they remade because of what Trish did yeah yeah so uh but yeah I mean overall great series um like I was uh said before like it's not as good as Harry Potter. Harry Potter will always be my favorite series of all times, but it's the most fun I have had reading books. Like, I've devoured those books, mm-hmm. and I haven't done that since Harry Potter. Yeah. And that was when the last Harry Potter came out five years ago, five, six years ago. So, I mean, that's a long time. I mean, there's hundreds of books published each each year. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's pretty good uh, accomplishment. It is. You know, that, it's, <laughs> it's nothing to... To you know, just shake your head at. I mean, they're, yeah. they're powerfully written, and yeah, they 
they compel you, or at least when I finish reading them, they compel you to think more about what you're doing and yeah. to go into. I mean, I went into full blown creative, but when I got into reading, yeah. Them, so yeah, um, brings into the next, which really wasn't common back then when Harry Potter and stuff came out. Um, the book signings, like you mm -hmm. very rarely have authors do book signing and now it's a pretty big thing like last year I went to Y'all Fest which is a young adult just comic con style where authors are on the streets signing stuff you can talk to them take pictures with them talk to them on the street they have panels where they can do question and answers it's really fun to go to um, and we all went to uh, well me Troy and his wife Amy went to Chicago where Rock is from and where the story is based at uh, to the book signing, which was pretty awesome event. It was. Like, I mean, the entire city up there was. Yeah. Cool. It was good times. Yeah, like and we stayed. <laughs> Rink a dink. <laughs> the 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 hotel we stayed in was terrible. <laughs> like it was. Actually, a, we ended up uh, switching rooms because uh, we went in there and the key they gave us was to a room and, like it had no power. Yeah, and that's after we we unpacked everything. We yeah, we, come, lights, we, we just unpacked unpack. everything. We went to like turn the lights on in another part of the room and like they didn't come on. Yeah. Like uh, wait a minute, we don't have power anywhere. <laughs> just because it's still light. Yeah. Up. Then we had to drive and drive all the way around the other side, and like. <laughs> Uh, luckily everything worked but then we had to walk like a mile to get the ice tray yeah like the ice machine was close by didn't work so we had to walk the other end of the building we actually walked the wrong direction the first time and we had to walk yeah. the other we, we like couldn't find it it was just there was no mis like yeah. ice sign or nothing it was just right. in a room so I mean but luckily we only stayed there one night yeah it was just the <laughs> night we had the sign and we went back the next day but, but um I mean, it's a nice place. Like it was, um, it was like a little bit of outside Chicago, and like we came, so ate at a cool place, uh, Christine's, Christine's Cafe. Cafe yeah. yeah, really good breakfast. It was good. And then uh, really good. we ate pizza at uh, uh, Giordano's. Giordano's, the first deep dish, official deep dish we ever had. And it was so good. It was so good. We were <laughs> large, and we we could all eat like one slice. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, we should not have ordered two larges. Yeah. <laughs> we got to order one medium one thing. Exactly. But then um, she had it at an old theater, like it was the Tivoli Tivoli Theater, which yeah. is like a stage theater. Yeah. Which was really neat. Like it's old style. So had the um, old school like architecture inside. Yeah. And whatnot. It's that like, hardcore like slope seating. Yeah. Know? Like really good comfortable seats and uh, yeah she was there for like kind of like um, it was a Q &A. Uh, interview yeah. slash Q&A slash wait for your book to get signed. But um, I mean she's like even her interview like she's I mean, she's younger than us. She's like 24, 25 years old. So, mm -hmm. and she's real into pop culture too. So, like, her talking and stuff, like, she kind of gets her audience. And, you know, we basically like the same thing she does. So, she can just talk about whatever and mm -hmm. we'll know what she's talking about. Right. Which is really cool. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty interesting uh, interview. And Q&As, it was kind of the kids, like, yeah. if you was in the Hunger Games blah, or what faction would you be in? Or, just those dumb kid questions. Yeah. They're like, ask something, ask something deep. Oh, no, deep and literary. <laughs> yeah, or something don't right there, don't ask if if you was Katniss, would you survive the Hunger Games oh, or whatever? Oh man, it's like really. Yeah. <laughs> kids, no. So, kids in your books. Yeah. So the Q and A's wasn't that good, but her interview was pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. And um. And the thing that got me, and if you've heard the Harry Potter episode, maybe you already heard an allusion to this, but while we were waiting because like I mean there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in there yeah and we all have our books numbered based upon when we ordered yeah so you were called up to get the book signed based upon the number of the book so like we were in like what the 500s maybe I can't remember something like that yeah but anyways so like obviously we're there for a while yeah signed. but like they actually brought out the big you know front screen set it on the front of the stage and they played Veronica's favorite Harry Potter movie which just happens to be Prisoner of Azkaban yeah <laughs> so we're watching Prisoner of Azkaban and we're waiting to get get our books signed which I don't realize how much we don't like that movie <laughs> yeah it's like this is like my least favorite of the Harry Potter movies yeah it's movies like besides, yeah 
you know, the yeah. terrible ending of six and yeah. seven. Yeah, I can't decide which one I, I like. At least I, I like least. You know, it's it's a very close tie. So yeah, it's weird trying to figure out why she likes that as a film. I know, but it's like, huh? Like if I had one, it would probably be like. I liked Order of Phoenix a lot, basically because of like Luna Lovegood, the starring of her. Like, it had a pretty cool story, but I would either play like five, or like maybe like uh, seven part one or something like that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was, and we watched like an hour and a half of that. We was no, like, we watched a good <laughs> chunk of it before we got called out. But. And luckily, they was giving away free stuff, so I was up there like trying to dig through like free yeah. posters. I got us free book uh, cover posters and yeah. pens and notebooks, and so, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, had a few cool people. I know we met a group outside that we actually followed in talking to. They them. actually ended up sitting right in front, and of they us. sat in front of us. And we talked to them after this interview. The funny thing, though, is that we didn't realize they were sitting in front of us. Because, I mean, there's so many people there. And, you know, yeah. I didn't big crowd theater, you didn't think of it. But actually, um, my wife Amy picked out her phone and she went to Instagram. Yeah. And so she was looking up the hashtag for Allegiant. Yeah. Just to kind of see what was going on. I was like, I wonder if anybody here is posting about Allegiant. Yeah. And a picture popped up, and she was in the background of it. <laughs> like, in front of us, the people that we've been talking to in line yeah. were sitting in the row in front of us, and they had just taken a picture of themselves yeah. at the book signing, and got my wife in the background. Yeah. So she's like, hey, you guys, we were talking outside. Yeah, That's they funny. was cool. They was probably as old as we are, or maybe a little bit older. Yeah. They was they was cool people. Like that's something like you'll meet like it, you know, like say with the Harry Potter events and like stuff like this. You're gonna meet like cool people like you never see again, but like they're just, they're fun to talk to because like yeah. they like stuff as much as you do. They're into it as much as you. Yeah, are. you can just rant about it and like they'll rant with you and mm -hmm. it's really awesome. It's like I can't just walk down the street and then rant about Divergent. No, like we're doing right here on on this podcast. Yeah, it's like you sip in there and yeah, you got a whole room full of people. Yeah, your people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. So now with the the sign of the book, uh, Veronica actually, some of the reason why we like her, she truthfully truthfully explained why she doesn't want self uh, post pictures and all this stuff. She's like, you know, like I, I do this all the time. Like I don't want, you know, just it's it's just it makes me just nervous a train wreck like it's just it's just it's just too much for me mm -hmm. you know some people just you know, explain you know know this 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 and this and that's it she actually in her blog explained like you know what this is just like i just i, I can't handle all this thousand of people posing and me trying to be happy and all mm -hmm. that stuff so i'm like well at least you're honest yeah but like yeah. we went to the sign and like her manager who's the same one at the all fest was like she was just like uh, just like forcing you along and just mm -hmm. and Veronica she kind of wanted to talk to everybody a little bit and she was just like just telling you to move on and whatnot so that was like the disappointment yeah but we are actually got to say a few words to her and whatnot and it's terrible because it's like you know as uh, an English major that's getting into writing and I mean, I'm obviously I'm like the worst writer in the world because like, I don't write hardly ever yeah like I need to take more time to talk to it but like yeah, you know, like I wanted to tell her like how much I appreciated Legion because I felt like she was honest to her yeah. characters and stuff. And but you know, like you have the little like fanboy moment. Oh yeah, you freak out a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that was like I mean I haven't met a lot of celebrities, but like like I know like we was all like we're like like we're like, like we're, we're like gonna cool. Be cool. We got this. We're gonna play we get cool. closer, closer, about ten feet, nine feet. We're like. <laughs> we start freaking out, uh, shivering, shaking. Like I was all good. Like I was sitting there, I was trying to get a picture of Jill while he was getting signed, talk to her, and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool. And then I handed the phone back to Amy, and then I slipped in front of her, and I was just like, Rushmore, party of four. Like oh, stone face. Uh, exactly. It was bad. It was yeah. bad. It was real bad. It was. It was really bad. It's just like you know, uh, so many things I could say, but like I, I don't have anything for yeah. right now. It's yeah. bad. <laughs> but. But yeah, I mean, overall it was a cool experience, and uh, she got to you know personally sign the book to us and whatnot, which was really awesome. It's cool. And seeing like she's tall, she's like six five or she something in real life, and it's weird. It's 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 like you wouldn't. It's I know like a lot of times you're like you wouldn't think this would be the person to write this book, but like six five, twenty four year old who just came out of college wrote this book in her pajamas. I mean. 
It's <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah, it yeah. is. Cool. Yeah, and then um, later that year, a few months, oh, a few weeks later. Yeah, it was pretty shortly. After I went that. to the Yaw Fest, which I hope to go back this year. Uh, it's a event down in Charleston, free to public. Basically, it's um, the blue blue bleh, the blue b- bicycle book. It's a tongue twister. It is. Uh, the BBB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, have this big event. Get together all the big YA stars, like New York Times bestsellers, like 50 to 60 authors. And it's it's really honestly too much to handle as far as all the authors, all the panels, Q&A. you got to choose what you want. <laughs> but um, she was there as the main event. And... Uh, I got there. I actually was less calm. I was like, I got there. I was like, that was the point. Where like, yes, I like, I like seeing you before. I, I was totally calm. Talked to her a little bit, and she wrote a lot of times. Like, she writes, "Be brave" in her book when she signs to you. She didn't do that in Chicago, but she did that in down in the office. So I was like, cool. I got to be be brave. Like Chris, be brave. Totally jealous. <laughs> but it was a like it was. Cool seeing her again, but I didn't. I was like, I was like, all the starstruck just kind of yeah. went away, and <laughs> and I saw a few like uh, Alexander Bracken who wrote the Darkest Mind series, where he's talking about like great book, a lot of distractions. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I really love that <laughs> book, but yeah, I do agree. Sometimes there's some problems with it, but like I think I was a little starstruck with her. Cause like she's also twenty four, twenty five, but she's really hot, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> so I got close. I was like, and I actually was in front, the front and line to get her aside. So uh, yeah, it was it was really weird. So it's like the whole time, like yeah, you wouldn't think like book authors, like we would get like starstruck about like no, like, celebrities. Like, you think about like I try to think about who I would get, um, you know, like giddy over like yeah. seeing them. I actually get nervous and tense about talking to him. And I think, you know, it would take, like, the elite of elite yeah. stars for me to do that. Yeah. And then I was like, no. I've been around... Yeah. I've been around minor celebrities, little celebrities, and, like, you know, authors, and it's like... Yeah. You might not even know what they look like, necessarily. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. Sometimes you're like... <gasps> no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's funny, because, like... anybody. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got giddy before I started this podcast with Dill. Yeah. He's a famous podcaster. <laughs> like, the only two celebrities <laughs> I think I would get stars, so I just, like, Jenny Weasley going down the steps with, like, Harry Potter... Uh, I could probably talk to Emma Watson, but the two I would probably just just be straight faced is Emma Stone and Scarlett Johansson. I don't think I can even talk to to them. I'm like, huh? <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> Go like Raj in that episode of uh, yeah. Big Bang where they give him the bill so he can talk, but swear it off. He's like, me. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny you said I don't think you can talk to Emma Watson either. But I just want to think I can. <laughs> I, 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 I highly doubt it, but I just want to think I can. But yeah, like, funny, like definitely, Scarlett Johansson. She walks in, I'll be like, I just have to, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, even like... This is going to require a video blog at some point. Yeah, exactly. We're going to need to get your official reactions. We're going to yeah. do like we did with the zombies yeah. and get like the picture and just take it. <laughs> just have your reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know like all these interviews with the Winter Soldier that she's doing and Chris Evans and Sam Burrell. Like, I watch them like, I couldn't be that guy asking questions because they're like... You know, as far as part as me and Troy, like maybe three or four feet, I'm like, I, I, I can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah. Anyway, getting uh, getting back on subject. Uh, obviously, fame of the book leads to a movie. Oh yeah, that's the day, the day and age we're in. Which I gotta say, I I think it had a lot to do with our love for the book, like. I know, like, you was based on the same boat as me. Like, everybody casted. With me, make maybe the exception of Christine and Tori, I hated. Like, I just hated the entire cast, even the main characters. 
everybody. And it was, and I was like, we was so disappointed. He's like, they're going to screw this up. Yeah. <laughs> like they screwed up Harry Potter and all these other books that we liked. And uh, I saw the first trailer. I hated it. And it was bad. It was, it was bad. It was like, oh my god, it's Twilight with guns. It's exactly what we thought it was going to be. Like, they're going to focus on foreign trash and just lose yep. the story. And that that's a trailer that's exactly who they marketed it to. Yeah. It was Twilight fans. Yeah. Like, they just totally turned it into sappy love songs. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's not even the same thing at and all. It, yeah. And even then, I wasn't sold on Trish. I wasn't sold on Four. wasn't sold on anybody besides Tori and Christine, which they wasn't in the trailer. Well, Tori was. Tori was in there just for Yeah. Me. But, like, I, I know uh, Zoe Kravitz from X-Men First Class. And, like, I knew she would be a great fit. And, you know, um, the guy who plays Tori, I don't remember her name. But I know her from Nikita, and I figured she would fit well. But yeah, I mean, and the second trailer came on. I was like, this looks it was better, better. It was but better. I'm still not convinced that this yeah. is going to be good. And then uh, it actually wasn't until the TV spots where I'm like, where they were showing what the trailers should be, like this actual story. And then you mm -hmm. realize, like, like, I'm not sold on the cast yet, but they are going to actually keep true to the story. Yeah. So it took until the trailer, the TV spots, to actually get me excited for this film. Right. Like, like I was going to go watch it, but it was like, eh, I'm just going to see how bad it sucks, you know. Then the TV spots came out, like, okay, this could actually be good. And like, I'm, most, like, I'm not convinced it's going to be great, but uh, it got me definitely excited to go watch it. So then comes the actual movie. Yeah. And the general consensus that I've... That I'll give you at least from uh, I can't say consensus it's mine, but like there's a couple spots that are made really teeny movie esque, mm -hmm. a little over the top cheesy. Yeah. There's a few things that are slightly changed, and I don't want to say another there for the better. Yeah, there's a few I like for the better. We can explain that later on. Yeah, but in general, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was I great. Liked it. Like I thought it was. Like, I thought it kept true to the book as much as it could. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't they didn't change it. A lot of people try to change through their impersonation of the story, which, you know, it's you're adapting a book. Mm -hmm. That's all you're doing. You right. know, if you want your interpretation, write your own script right. and make your own story. There you go. But, um... Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was... Yeah, I'm like you. I thought it was a great ad ad adaptation. You know, like, a par with, like, you know, Hunger Games as far as, like, how much story they kept. And they kept true to the film and the tone and all that stuff. And uh, I actually enjoyed the entire cast. Like, they sold me. Like, what's weird is, like, uh, Phil Jane, I figured they could probably pick somebody different. But I liked him. But what's going to suck is, like, when we talk about Allegiant, him turning to that whining kid. I, I don't know, yeah. you know. So, um... I should see how true they keep Allegiant. Yeah. It's... Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that, the whole... The cast... And the only thing I had different... That... Well, that I dislike... A few times, like, the character death. Especially with Will. And mm -hmm. him dying. Um... That didn't really... Affect me much as a film watcher. Because... You didn't know how close him, Christine, and exactly. Trish were. Mm -hmm. Like, you knew kind of like they was friends and he was going out with Christine, but you kind of, from the film, just kind of figured it was just some kind of like... Just from that one fight. Yeah. Just, the, yeah. The, the after hours yeah. thing, and then he tries to apologize, and she says, if you ever touch me, you know, I'll kill you, and then, yeah. then he throws himself off. Yeah. So it makes it seem like it's this one isolated, and then even with Tris's reaction to it, yeah, they make it seem like it's isolated to the one event, and it's like... Yeah. There's so much more to their their connection, their yeah, relationship. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I, know, I was actually getting ready to say something about not spoiling something. I was even spoiling. Yeah, uh, yeah we that. said it's spoiler-free or spoilery. It, it's kind of the same way with, uh, you know, when she kills, um, what's his face in the end? Will. That was the one who jumped off the cliff. Owl. That's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> they make an owl like the isolated event. Yeah. And so like they did the same thing there with yeah. with him as yeah. what they did with Will. Yeah. It's it's like you just have this 
short little thing. Yeah, it's like get. Yeah, there's a lot more character development with those characters with Trish, and like you kind of feel, like you don't. Like, I didn't feel, even in the book. Like I didn't feel bad for Al because it just felt like you know why did you choose this when you felt this low about yourself? So like him dying, I'm like. It's kind of like the cowardice way. Kind of, kind of, kind of like what, 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 what Eric said. Like, he's a coward. He killed himself. I'm like, well, yeah. But, like, with Will, it's like... Like, he lasts longer. He lasts through the entire training, everything. Mm-hmm. And there was longer training in the book. So and he you, was one of them. Maybe. Yeah. And then her killing him in the end was... like You know, it was like, man. And I, I'm curious if they're going to do... In movie two, where Christine hates Trish for a while... When you don't, you think really the relationship in the movie was just kind of like two teenagers getting together. Yeah. Like you didn't know that they was actually real serious, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious how that's gonna play out. But um, yeah. I I do like her parents. I think they was developed enough to their deaths meant something. Uh, yeah, the only thing that got me is that um, like. The father, like, he wasn't in there a lot. Yeah. And it's just because he's one of those actors that I haven't... He's been in tons of things, but, yeah. like, there's always the one thing that you remember somebody for when they're not, like, big name. Yeah. All I know is, like, I kept seeing him, and I was like, You're the bad guy in Ghost! <laughs> <laughs> You're coming back, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to just have these demons come after you all the time. <laughs> Shadowdemons. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Uh, as far as the changes, like, uh, I like, like, I know we've talked about this before, is like, the end when Four gets that serum in him where he's kind of running the computers. I like how that was kind of in the laboratory to where Trish was there and she didn't just like, to me, like, that was the only point in the books where it felt YA, where she kind of confessed her love to him, and he finally got out of it. Like, they had this epic fight, which eventually she kind of talked to him while they were fighting and got out of it, which I'm glad they did that, because they left that out with the Molly fight and the training, where you realize then she's actually, like, a badass. So, her doing that at the four, you realize, okay, she's a badass, she's a true mm-hmm. to her faction now. And I think that was played out better than what the book did, so I like that change. Same with Janine in the end, where she feeds her the serum and she takes off, wipes out the system. I thought those were like two really cool changes that actually yeah. worked out pretty the well. The only difference to me, like the way, like totally on point with what you're talking about with uh, um, Foreign Triss in there. The only difference to me is it's like in the book. There's something more intimate. Yeah. About the fact that it was just the two of them in the training room. Yeah. Like, you know, in the simulation room where all the, the monitors mm-hmm. were. Yeah. Because then, like, there was no one else there. Yeah. To stop him, to stop her. Yeah. Like, it was just the two of them. It yeah. It was one person ready to kill another person. See, in there, they kind of let them fight, though. It's like, Janine was just like, let them, let them fight, yeah. so... It's kind of the same thing, but she had a, they had a crowd, even though yeah. they weren't doing anything. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's kind of like the reverse of how they did the end of Harry Potter. You know, yeah, like they, yeah. Instead of having everybody fight in front of the crowd, they yeah. took them outside. And so this one's like we took them outside. Well, no, let's have them fight in front of the crowd. Yeah, like, exactly. Harry Potter screwed up. Let's do it right. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's about all about the movie. Like I don't. The only thing I can say is that. Two is going to have a different director. Yeah. Because Neil Berger's I think out. it's the director from Red 2, isn't it? I can't remember. I didn't hear I just know that That's, Neil Berger's Yeah, he, he, he is out for sure. But, um... So there could there could be some unfortunate changes there with the yeah. director. Yeah. You know, and that'll happen. Yeah. But, I mean, um, most... At least his number two is greenlit, you know? Yeah. As long as it actually wasn't until the yeah. original was a massive success. Like, after that weekend, it got greenlit, which is always a good sign. Like they greenlit I think they greenlit it on Wednesday night when they had the first showing at midnight. Mm-hmm. They greenlit it because it made like ten million that first yeah, night. Yeah, it, it killed at midnight. Yeah. So they greenlit it then. So. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad. I mean, overall, it's a great movie. I hope 
Insurgent the movie lives up to Insurgent the book. Yeah. So we talked about it earlier. The Insurgent book is crazy good. Yeah. So much action, such a bigger, deeper storyline than you ever expect in a number two book. Yeah. Like you it's almost terrible to say this and it's gonna sound trashy, but like you almost expect the number two book yeah. to be exactly what we think of when we think of the number two. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a exactly. big crap steamer. But it's just gonna be some kind of plot hole to get yeah. you number three. It's one thing I like, which I think, you know, Veronica Walsh had a lot of say, you know, I guess maybe what's, in, you know, on, she was on set a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad, I don't know if it was she she telling, her telling them and to leave it in, but I'm glad they left out left in the zipline scene for the last book. But that was one thing that they could easily have taken out if it was just enough, like, them like just making a book with her being in the background like we don't want your like if they left up the zipline scene that would have just made like the last movie just terrible because like you know the four i mean much i did like him in book three like and after trish dying and whatnot him ziplining down there with her ashes spreading them that was like emotional it is. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm glad they left that in because, yeah. I mean, that would have made the last. That would have made that whole moment. It would have made probably ruined the entire film series, you know, in my opinion, because that was yeah. like the last part of the, the series is like him, facing his biggest fear. While also, yes, yeah, you know, like honoring her. Yeah, him. so. <laughs> like I can't even imagine if they screwed that up. Oh yeah, <laughs> she was on set. And what's funny is I can't yeah. wait to do that, like that scene, cause like him yelling, like it was weird, like it was like so <laughs> emotional, but it was so funny. Yeah, you're like I don't know how to laugh or cry <laughs> or both. They're just gonna do both right now. <laughs> I'm really gonna laugh hysterically and cry. Yep. <laughs> People would just think I'm stupid. That <laughs> <laughs> well, is, you're right, man. That's a great scene. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's almost like. We talked uh, in our Harry Potter um, podcast about uh, the kind of cheesiness of the epilogue. Yeah. And some of the epilogue in this one was awkward. Yeah. But that yeah. scene makes it, it all of, worth it. It fit a little bit more. It, it didn't seem tacked on. It's just like you kind of get a few years later, you know, them move, them developing what Trish created. So. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't really feel too cheesy, um, too over the top. You kind of get the conclusion of all the characters, which I liked. Yeah. But yeah, that ending with that zipline scene, it was awesome. Yeah. But, um... Like, take her out with the same excitement that she came in with. Yeah, exactly. That brings us to, like, the last subject is... Also, like, all YA adaptions. And it started with Harry Potter, which... Warner Bros. was honest while they did it to make money, but they are breaking Allegiant into two films. And that's such a terrible idea, simply because if anyone out there has read Allegiant, like, there's not, there's almost not one book worth of material. No. No, I mean... Much less would there be two movies yeah. worth of material. I mean, I can understand it with Harry Potter, I can understand it with Mock and Jay... I mean, because they said they're going to try to make that book. They're going to add stuff to it, which I'm I'm glad. Yeah, they <laughs> but, need to um, fix some stuff. But um, and Twilight, they did have Twilight, and but um, with, with the Legion, like it really doesn't take off till like three fourths away through. Yeah, it's a bunch of world rebuilding the world because you're learning right. Yeah, same way with Trish. Around them. Same way with Trish. Like you learn all the facts when she learns it. So like. Normally, what you would learn in the first book, you're learning in the third because they don't know anything. Right. They, like, you know what they know. And then it took, you know, 300-some pages for you to count. Okay, this is the history of Chicago. This is not the first time. This this is not the first g- generation of this town. There's been wars. They wiped them out. You know, you're the second or third generation. You found more about who her mother really is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what they actually was trying to do which is what Janine didn't want to do you know make divergence and open the gates but um yeah I mean I don't I don't see like I, I don't see how where they can split it off but I don't see actually a part one being interesting enough to stand no, alone I don't it's just 
And to be blunt, honest with you, something else that kind of goes into it is that, like, so much of book three, because we do have the differing perspectives, we get some from Trish, yeah. some from four, is that you get some scenes from both sides. Yeah. Like, typically, they're not exact covers. Yeah. Like, she never... There's not any scenes in there that she specifically gives you one and then gives you the other. Yeah. But she'll bring you in, sometimes so far apart on the scenes, but sometimes right on the beginning or end of where the yeah. end was, so that you get some crossover perspectives yeah. so that you know exactly how he was coming into her scene yeah. or how she was after his scene or something yeah. like that. So not only is that there's a lot, it's so much more mental, like so much more of Allegiant is inside the two of their heads. Yeah. Because you now have the chance to see inside of both of their yeah. heads. That like that doesn't portray to a movie. No, like you can't translate that to. No, there's a few scenes. Four I th- hours of film. Yeah, there's a few scenes I think might work. Is like when four goes out by himself to that house and <clears throat> plans that thing, stuff like that. But yeah, like sometimes when they do have the parallel chapters where like this is what him coming into this. Like I don't see how those will work out, but um. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, see where you have split a clean climax to make two films. Yeah, I just don't like. I mean, unless you basically split it at the point where he is in the outskirts. Yeah. And the middle of the violence is that, or yeah, I guess even when. Crap! Is it him or he or she that goes when the fighting breaks out? Is it? It's not when he's going. Is when she follows, isn't it? I think she goes, like, cause he's locked up. But remember, it's like she goes in, into town and like gets separated from the group, and there's. Oh, that's the very. I think they both go together. I can't remember. I know that they get split up. Though. Yeah, that they get split up. Like, but unless you throw in an artificial ending there to break it so that there's drama. Yeah. I don't know where else you would split it. No. Because there's the the little bit of time where she's there with the the. Child. Or split it like when they invade the first time when that one girl. Wants to take off, take out the death serum. Yeah. Maybe there, either those two only two places I see where they could stop it at, because mm-hmm. those are the two climatic. Well, really not climatic. They're just an event. Just dramatic. Yeah, just a dramatic point to where it could be a good cliffhanger. But I mean, I I knew they would because they did say when Shailene Woodley signed on, she signed off for three three sequels. But they do that because now Marvel, they um, they made a mistake with Robert Downey Jr., his contract. So now they sign everybody, Chris Evans and now even Paul Rudd as Ant-Man for seven films minimum. Doesn't that he doesn't have to do seven films? But their contract for seven films, Robert Downey Jr., he's only signed on for five films, three Iron Mans and two Avengers. Mm-hmm. So even to do another Iron Man, they got to redo his contract, which you know he'll. <laughs> probably want tons of money which oh, yeah. obviously I mean it's, it's they'll make it back yeah they'll make it back but I'm not saying the movies will be any good yeah but people will go watch them oh, yeah. but um yeah she signed off for three sequels which I'm like they're probably going to split it in two I'm surprised it took them this long to announce it but yeah I'm like you yeah, I was hoping I guess just, Allegiant is just a book that as good as it was it has a few flaws but it's also one where I just don't see it being split up just because of the way it was formatted yeah. but for reasons that was appropriate to the world created right. so but yeah I mean I, I mean, I'll probably much as I bicker about the first one like I did on Twitter like I'm probably gonna go watch it anyway but like I just it's just I don't know like it, I just don't see it standing it like the last part I can clearly see it standing it's oh, only yeah because that's where it feels like a divergent film. The first half is world building again. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. And if it'll really hold up or not. Yeah. Because like I said right now, it just doesn't really will. Yeah. It's going to be a struggle. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out in two years. Yeah. <laughs> and they are doing that. I don't like this either. It's like they're, even the two-parters, like they're having a year apart. Like, I know the last Harry Potter was six months apart. I know 
uh, the Matrix was six months. Like I, I think if you split a movie in two, have it six, seven months apart. Like I don't know why you want to wait a whole another year. Yeah, no, it's like all your because you get the fall and the summer blockbuster. I mean, really, you can probably go inside some kind of spring release when nothing's really coming out. You know, before Marvel kicks in all their films or yeah. <laughs> a few big blockbusters from Michael Bay or something. You know. <laughs> he has two movies coming out this year like in the same month m m yeah Transformers a few weeks later Turtles isn't it yeah he's, he's gonna be like just like the new like like comic book guy he's like there's five films on Michael Bay this year <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I guess we'll we'll find out in a few years how good Allegiant Part 1 is yeah we'll have to follow up on this podcast with another one yeah definitely next yeah, March when uh Insurgent comes out. Looking forward to that. I am Hope too. Hope they do it well, man. Me too. They gotta cast a whole bunch of important people again. <laughs> Some not like, well, mostly unlikable characters, but still a lot more. <laughs> Alright, man. Well, I think that concludes another deal show. Uh... Thanks for listening. Uh, I don't know what our next topic would be, but um, hopefully it'll be soonish. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, see ya.